So, right. Uh, 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 but but then again, it, it goes back. To, that goes back for us brothers. It, it goes way back to you know the whole how how our upbringing and things was and how we were. You know what I'm saying? Had to uh, uh, take a different route than other men. You know what I'm saying? We kind of right. had to take the boy route. Well, so, okay, let me do this again. This is the Keeping Totally Real podcast with Dr. Cornell Lewis. I'm here with Marcus Davis, and we're talking about relationships and particularly about us as men and even more drilling down us as black men, Absolutely. how we deal with things, because let's be real. Um, it's We don't have the same privileges as a white male. Absolutely. We, we don't uh, have that. We didn't come from the same uh, lifestyle. Right. Uh, and we dealt with some stuff that maybe our ancestors have dealt with, still dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so defining ourselves is key. Right. You know, I wonder sometimes how we are to do that without a man to define us. You know, who told us, you, who told you you were a man? Right. You know, uh, because that right there is a man. I have talked to 40 year old men who have cried because they didn't that no one ever told them they were a man. They came up with a definition. They had a definition and they came up with it. And 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 I, I have to say this. You must first see a man to be a man. I, I, I would I would I would I would agree with that. Like I said, once again, to a certain extent, because I also feel like that a man has to be what's needed, what what that man is needed to be at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because because uh, you know a blanket statement of what a man. But I always hear people say, a "Man is this, that, and the other." Sure, like, sure. And I'm like, man, you don't know what a man got to be mm, in that case. Mm, you know what I'm mm. saying? And, 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 and that's one of the big pet, pet peeves I ever hear anybody. A man is this, this, and this, and this. Well, I just see men who have to do something totally different than mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me and clarify and get a little bit more general. Mm-hmm. No matter what the man is, you're going to see it. Right. And oh, want to be it. Absolutely. Okay, I, I yeah, yeah, I want to clarify it then because I know, and don't don't get me wrong, it wasn't the wrong road, it's just that I didn't clarify the total, totality of it. Right. When I think about the, the broader spectrum, when I saw a man, that's what I wanted to be. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I want to be like him. I mm-hmm. want to be like him. And, you know, regardless of whoever doesn't, uh, we want to be somebody. Right. We want to be somebody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to quote the great uh, theologian Jesse Jackson. Right. I am somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, just, I just always wonder, man, how we end up with the women we end up with. And how do we declare ourselves uh, men? And who calls us to be that? Right. You know, and, and who calls us to be that? And where do we get the thought process that all of a sudden we are men? And who tells us that we're men? And where do we come up with the thought process that when we are told we're men, how do I, where do I go from here? Right. Yes, sir. You know, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. So that's my question a lot of times. So when you decided to go forward into Islam and become that guy that you uh, wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, and you decided that you were going to uh, uh, do the right thing or do the thing that you felt like you wanted to be, uh, you wanted to be that guy. Mm-hmm. What uh, what did you do? What did you do? I mean, you decided you were going to go into Islam. Mm-hmm. And what did you do to uh, make that happen? Well, uh, like I said, I, I, I started small steps. I, I uh, 
like I said, I got invited. I got invited to uh, to services first and foremost. Okay. And, and then from there, I start I started studying. I started trying. I started trying to uh, uh, trying to trying to uh, clear my clear my uh, clear my life up. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Okay. I, 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 I want to make sure that I, that I was no longer uh, uh, drinking. I was no longer. Uh, Smoking cigarettes and running okay. the streets and okay. things like, like I said, small steps at a time. You know what I'm saying? Just trying, just trying to make myself first and foremost a, a, a upright man, thinking wise. And, and you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? I want to get away from uh, trying to think negative things all the time. I don't want to uh, try to go out and hustle my people out of money and right, you know, right. do different things Dig like that. that. Dig that. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted, I wanted to clean up my mind first, but that was with my readings and, and studies and things like that. Right there, it's giving me directions. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and point me in different directions, and then uh, you know what I'm saying. Clean out my outside, you know what I'm saying. With with, with my um, with the, like I said, with the whole getting away from the drinking and everything and things of that nature, you know. Uh, <clears throat> basically, yeah. basically just basically just uh, uh, turning myself around from what what I was, you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Try, try, trying right. something new, you know what I'm saying. What I wasn't, what I was doing. Let me do something else. That right. Was just basically, basically right there. Right, right, right. Well, okay. Well, we just got another guest in, so I just want to uh, be able to talk about that because we're talking about relationships today, uh, Brother Emmanuel Davis, and uh, just wanted to kind of highlight him, you know, because we wanted to kind of get some information because we're talking about relationships today, how we found the woman that we found, but then also how do we define ourselves as men? You know, I know you grew up uh, Muslim. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, in New York, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, uh, introduce yourself, you know, so they can know who you are. Well, I thought you did that, but uh, nah, I, I don't know you like that, bro. Uh, Speak into the mic for me. Hmm? Speak into the mic. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay. You're doing fine. Just get 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 a little closer there. Okay. You know. okay. All right. Uh, well, again, Emmanuel Davis uh, from Brooklyn. Been out here 18 and a half years. And I came because I was on the call this morning. Okay. You know, and uh, you said you had three seats. Uh-huh. I was trying to get here to get in one. Of well, you got one of them. It's on, bro. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. We going to look. If we if we get more people, then shoot, I can tell you this thing on out, man. Ain't no problem, bro. We'll, we'll do it all over again. Because you surprised to see me, though. Oh, no. I'm surprised to, to, to see everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, hey. You know, and, and, you know, Marcus don't. Marcus know. I just now put him in a headlock and drug him in here. I was like, "You gonna talk about this today?" And he said, "He get ready, get back in the car." I said, "Nah, bro, not not this time. Get on in here." So we just been talking about this thing, man, and trying to understand uh, 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 us as men. Uh, this is the Keeping It Totally Real podcast with Dr. Cornell Lewis. I've got Marcus Davis and Emmanuel Davis in the uh, house today. Uh, two men who are not related by blood that we know of, uh, but they are related in spirit. Uh, and I just want to make sure that we get together on that. We do have our lovely engineer, my brother, my brother, Marcus's son. I still ain't figured out how to pronounce his name, so I'm going to call him Mark. Okay. <laughs> Martavenus or whatever that is. We're going to work that out, my man. So, um, one thing, so answer me a question. Uh, growing up Muslim, you saw your mother and father together? My, well, my father was in prison. Okay. My, my mother and stepfather. Okay. 
So your mother and your stepfather. Yeah. So your stepfather, did he bring Islam to the, the family or did you? He was, yeah, he was Muslim too. Okay, okay. So so were you all Muslim before he got there? Oh, yes. Oh, you were? I was born and raised Muslim. Okay, yes, okay. All right, all right. That's wonderful. So how did you end up defining yourself as a man? Actually, I didn't. Uh, my stepfather was an abusive alcoholic. Mm. So for me, he was an example it was more an example of what not to do, as opposed to what to do or how to be. Um, and unfortunately, I'm raised by women. Six aunts, two grandmothers, and my great-grandmother. Mm. You know, um, <clears throat> so that male figure, you know, quote-unquote, I really didn't have. And how I saw the Muslim men was one of the reasons that uh, I'm like, I can't do this. So right, I left right. home at 13. Oh, did you? You left home I, at 13. I was good. Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I was given a choice. Oh, by whom? My mother. Oh, oh. Um, you either live in Iran or you live in, you live in uh, righteous. Mm. My image of Islam at that age, mm-hmm. I walked away from it. Right. You know, but then at that age, my mother didn't know I had a heroin habit. Okay. Oh, she did. At, at 13, you had a heroin habit. Yeah, my whole crew. Okay. 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 Uh, from 13 to 15. Wow. They all died eventually. Go ahead. They all died eventually from drug-related things, AIDS, ODN. You know, uh, me going to college and Marines and the prison, mm-hmm. I think saved me. As silly as that may seem. No, no, it's it. a journey. Save, I get it. Save. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a fear of needles. Uh-huh. I'm diabetic. Uh-huh. My doctor took me off insulin because I ain't doing what I'm supposed to. But I might have overcame my fear had I, you know, still been around the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot to that, man. A lot of times we don't know the journey our life is going to take. But we talked about that awake moment, me and Marcus did, you know. Uh, What was that awake moment that that you said, you know what? I got to do better. I mean, I had a few that kind of culminated into one. (laughs) I had a couple that should have been. But for me, Mm -hmm. it was... My eleven-year-old daughter that's here. I got you. You know, because uh, I was still wilding at fifty. 51. At fifty, okay. You know, I, okay. I, I mean, I have a gangster mentality. Could yeah. throw dirt on my body. Yeah. However, yeah, I was follow. I was still doing them things. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and in getting my daughter, which was a, it wasn't even a fight. She brought her. She left. Ain't come back for forty years. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if something happens to me, what's going to happen to her? Mm. You know? uh, it was a very slow process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very slow. I was used to having money, and the ways I was getting my money, I had to stop doing that. Mm. You know, because, mm. again, if something happens to me, what's going to happen to her? Yeah, for real. You know, so I would say uh, 53 mm. was that moment when I realized if I don't change my life, it's going to be bad for her. Right, right. I was 53 years old. Wow. I'm 62 now. Well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, that's funny. I'm 53 now when I was 42. Uh, actually, I was 40 when I realized that uh, I was going to be broke the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I was broke for the first 40 years of my life. Right. 
and I didn't have a, a I didn't know how I had a job, but I, you know, when you when you're that old and you're behind, mm-hmm. the question is, how can I catch up? And and that's that's scary. Right. It was scary to me. I'm like, man, I'm I'm literally I literally don't have what I should have at this age. Right. And and you know I think about that because I'm looking at 40 year olds and they done moved on. You know what I mean? People I graduated from high school with done moved on with their lives. Right. But here I am. So one of the things that uh, happened to me was to be able to get married. And I started saving at the age of 42. That's I did a budget for the first time at the age of 49, mm-hmm. 50. I did a budget for the first time in my life. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, this is just for her to keep her foot on my neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She, she don't want me spending nothing, so right. she going to have me do this budget thing. I can tell you right now, bro. I've been married to that woman for 11 years, coming up on 12. She turned that 84 cent into retirement for me. All right, right, right. Well, hey. I, I need ain't to get in touch with Huh? You <laughs> say what? Well, I need to get in touch with uh, Let me tell you, dog. <laughs> you need to stay in touch with me because, see, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you how she did it. Okay. But then, I'm as a man, I'm gonna tell you how you need to act while it's being done. All right, yes sir. Because, right. because you know, I, I might as well have been a cat in a paper bag while she was daggone doing it. I was trying to rip that bag up, man. And and she like, if you just calm down, I don't want to calm down. You tripping? Right. Okay. Right. You tripping? Now here's the crazy part about it. God gave me the idea. Mm-hmm. I took it to her. I didn't know she was going to be down for it because she ain't, she was never down for any of my ideas. <laughs> but this one was like, yeah, let's do it. And and you know how a woman knows before you know? She said, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, dang, I just got myself. I just gave her the switch for her to whoop me with. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, but but here's, here's the thing. It worked. It worked. And, uh, so 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 when I think about this man God has been good to me on that you know uh, uh you know I want to get into something else real quick with Emmanuel so you're how old now 62 62 you laughing about that <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that number coming out of my mouth <laughs> that's what you do if you want a man to get some clarity you just ask him how old he is <laughs> ask him on a microphone he'll be sitting there like Daggone it, I'm sick. That he ain't, he ain't gonna forget about that the rest of the day. I am 62 years old. And the, the question for a lot of men is, what have I done? What have I have I have I done everything that I wanted to or accomplished the things that that I believe puts a man's footprint on this earth and lets others be able to walk in it? You know, so I'm gonna pose that question to you, Emmanuel, then I'm gonna. Uh, get us throw it over to Marcus. You know, have you done the things uh, by this age that you can say to somebody? You can say to somebody. Let's say, I like our young engineer, A. Hey, you can walk in my footstep. Hmm. For me, that's a yes or no answer. Okay, give it to me. Um, 
my first wife. We had been together since she, she was 12 and I was 13. Mm-hmm. Had her first child, 14 and 15, married me at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, whether she knew it or not, the rock mm-hmm. of my family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I looked at things in a materialistic way. Mm. Uh, of course, growing up, we didn't have Jack. <laughs> you know, being on that welfare line, getting that food, being embarrassed, but that helped us survive. So when I made the move on my own, um, money wasn't an issue for me. Um, you saying, um, talking about being broke. I know what it is to have 50000 in my backseat to mess up, you know? I know it is to be $5 overdrawn in my bank account. The latter is more comfortable, but I'm still getting used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the no part, um, I've done some things. You know, um, but what I would have shared with him, um, like I shared with you before, I'm mm-hmm. motivational spoken at the high school in Columbus mm-hmm. and the JDC. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm a living example, a walking testimony of what to do and what not to do at the same time. You know, and I'm a survivor. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm gonna tell them there are forks in the road, mm-hmm. and whichever way you go, there's repercussions behind that decision, good or bad. There are still repercussions. You know. Uh, Choose your path wisely, mm. uh, and don't be hard-headed. I was hard-headed. Okay. I had a, okay. I had two older brothers, okay. not biologically, you know, but they they were my brothers because I'm the oldest of my family. Okay. Uh, one helped me kick my drug habit before mm. I went to college. Mm-hmm. He said, "You can't go down there and dump monkey on your back." Mm. Uh, the other taught me about music. That's why mm. I'm a jazz lover today. Okay. Okay. You know. Uh, we make decisions. Uh, I, the, the path that I chose was exciting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I loved it. As opposed to being Muslim on Christmas, you looking out the window, kids out there on bikes and skates, right. you don't get nothing. Right. We, they didn't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, after Ramadan, really, basically, you were kind of <laughs> dead and sinking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. That's my yes or no answer to that question. The bottom line is, I'm here. Yeah, seven holes in my body. <laughs> uh, the loss of family, mm-hmm. siblings, my crew. I'm still here, and I feel my the, the thing we had on the conversation today, mm-hmm. on the topic today, right? My Calling is people like him. Mm-hmm. You know, I know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I felt it going to these high schools. You know, because I've walked that walk. Mm-hmm. You know, hard. You know, guys, I met some guys here between your age. Mm-hmm. Call them, yeah, they were. No, yo, I can't say we were mm-hmm. just thinking. Glad we got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, the level that I was on, not to brag. Was I was on a high level, right? You know, but I was trying to be incognito, mm-hmm. you know, because once mm-hmm. you're number one, the light is on you, you know. But 
backing up, they're forks in a row. And either way you go, that's your decision. You got to live with it, but there's going to be repercussions. No, I like, I like that. Or bad ones. I like that, that, that uh, yeah, uh, you can walk in my footsteps, right, 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 especially right. coming from a different place. Right. So let's just say you have a young cat, and I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I come around to where you at with it. You got a young cat that's down. He's out there doing his thing. Uh, you're, you're not, it's not you can walk in my footsteps. You are walking in my footsteps. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need you to understand that, first of all. And then, as you are moving on, young brother, there's a point at which my footsteps took a different road. I need to be there at that fork to tell you, go that way. Right. Right. Because this way over here, I, you may see my steps go around in a circle over there. That's my hard-headed steps. Okay, oh, you may see where the steps went backwards. Yeah, that was still hard-headed. And you may see a point where there wasn't no more steps. That's because I stood in one spot, thought everything was going to be okay. And I stood there and stood there and I waited. Then I turned around and came back. So I see what you're saying about that, 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 Somebody is walking in your footsteps. Somebody will walk in your footsteps. But you have to be there because you say, you know, young brothers are where you're supposed to be at talking to them. I'm going to tell them, look, don't go that way. Go that way. Right. So I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate it. I hope that explained more or less mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure I got it on the keeping it totally real broadcast. So come on, Marcus. Uh, what about your footsteps? Um... I like what the brother was saying. Uh, a lot of the things was, was pretty much spot on. You know, like I said, I might not be his age, but I've been through a whole lot of those same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, with the yes and no, I, I, I could agree with that as well. And the reason I say that is because, well, I, I feel like the map ain't complete yet. But uh, there's so much to, that we all can add still to the map. But mm-hmm. I, I um, we was talking earlier about my father and how and how how my father. Uh, um, the roadmap, the roadmap that my father laid for me, and we took two different roads. Okay. Everything that my father done or was, I didn't want to be. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, like I said, I, 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 I thought that wasn't what it was to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and now today, I see that it was everything that I, I should have been and wanted to be. So to you, he was a lame. To me, he was a lame. Yeah. 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 Because, like I said, I was in the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my dad was square cut as a kid. You know what I'm saying? He wanted me working on houses and things like that, raising farm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those type of things. I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But today, I look at that roadmap when I'm where I'm headed now. Mm-hmm. That's the map I should have been using. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And now with that map, I'm trying to I'm trying to help. Build a map for my guys, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and it ain't all been fun and games. They can tell you that they'd have been through hell. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. But uh, with the, it, but in the, in in that time, you know, what I'm saying, hopefully, I, I showed you an example of how to, you know, handle these things. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and and, and not, not just my guys, but guys as a uh, young guys as a whole, you mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. like like the brother was saying that. I didn't done it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I and I tell you, my guys will tell you, we talk about everything. I don't hide nothing from them. They friends can ask me. I don't hide nothing from them. We can, you know what I'm saying? 
that's what it, that's what I you know what I'm saying that was my journey right. in order so that you ain't got to make those same mistakes you know what right. I'm saying so I give it to you it's no you know what I'm saying no shame in mind I done it for you right. you know what I'm saying right but uh, also now like I said we got everything changed around and uh, with with my temple we trying to start uh, working on work programs for mm-hmm. young brothers and things of that nature mm-hmm. something that can be feasible for you know what I'm saying for not just us, but for them that they can build on, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is yours. This ain't this not ours. This is yours. You know what I'm saying? Take it, do what you want to with it. You know what I'm saying? Grow it, send it, give it to somebody else. You know sure, those type sure. of things. So yeah, sure. I can agree and disagree. You know what I'm saying? I my yes and no. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I I say this that I don't want anybody um, <clears throat> necessarily walking in my footsteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to make your own road. Okay, yes, okay. Sir. All right. and then you know what you got to do uh-huh. um, ask me about mine I'm like you I'll tell you the God's honest truth uh-huh. okay but uh, I think for me uh, there's pressure okay there's pressure walking in my footsteps leave them alone right. there's pressure that um, there's things I put myself through I shouldn't have right. you know when you get to uh, when you think that uh Loyalty is the only thing that somebody should have. I think that that that's that was my craziness is that, you know, I was more loyal to people than they were to me. Mm-hmm. I cared more about people than they cared about me, but I didn't know how not to care about people. You know what I'm saying? When they didn't have it, I was there. And then I look up and uh, it's not that I didn't have it. You just didn't call me like I call you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but those are the things that I don't want. I don't want anybody to walk in my path because I, I made that up at some places. I made it up and uh, I, I treated it. I treated it like it was my God. I treated my pathway like it was my God. It was my everything. It was my only thing. Uh, and I, uh, I didn't, I didn't treat people right in it either. You know what I mean? And, and so the, the one thing I can say is that uh, I need you to make your own and let me help you with that. Okay. Because I can't explain to you mm-hmm. what happened there. I can't. I, I don't even remember it. Half the stuff I did, I did from, from, okay, I got some pressure right now. Let me figure that out. Let me go on ahead and do this. And I, yeah, it was totally reactionary. People don't realize that, man. Mm-hmm. My life has been totally moment-to-moment reactionary. And you know, there's an old saying, you can burn twice as hot for half as long or half as hot for twice as long. Okay? Well, I can honestly tell you that sooner or later you're going to be out of gas if you keep on burning. And and everything I did was reactionary. And so you may not have those uh, uh, instincts to react. You know, I meet more people that's like, look, I need to think through something. And I admire them. Because I'm sitting there like, man, I would have just been gone. And then I would have been dragging some stuff I didn't need to drag. And when I did, you know, I'd have been six years down the road coming back to tell you what not to do. And then you go do it right. And I'm sitting up here mad at you because you should have told me. Well, I tried. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? but, 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 you know, and then I think I still have an issue because... I expect people to be reactionary. Like, you know, you expect a wife to be reactionary. Right. You expect your kids to be reactionary. Mm-hmm. Like when I say a boom, okay, right. and quiet as it's kept, you ain't that way. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You think through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about kids this morning and the raising of children. But at the same time, like I told you earlier, I believe we as black people deal with some different dynamics. Mm-hmm. And we know we do. Right. right? So I need to keep it 100 that it, it's not, I don't have it like that. Mm-hmm. Man, me and my kids broke up. Mm-hmm. We broke up. And I think the greatest thing that has ever happened, and I know it wasn't me, because we're going to get into something else here real soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, we're going we gonna to stop this podcast and start another one, because mm-hmm. we're going we gonna to start a whole other one on vulnerability. Okay? okay? I got two words, vulnerability and vulnerability. F-A-U-X, vulnerability and vulnerability that I want to deal with today. So one is fake and the other one's real. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the one thing that I can say is that when my kids and I broke up, um, at first I had some vulnerability because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, I understand when I'm really still pissed, right. you know, but then I showed them vulnerability because I couldn't break. I couldn't break the cycle of what they were dealing with unless I admit it. That what I was doing and what I had done was not the right thing to do. Right. Oh, uh, uh, and and and, and uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till we start that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is the keeping it totally real broadcast uh, with Dr. Cornell Lewis. I want to thank you so much this morning, brothers. We're gonna jump into another podcast, and we're gonna back these things up because I want to be able to get back into something else. We'll put them both out there today, guaranteed. So thank you so much. Uh, Once again, this is the Keeping It Totally Real broadcast with a podcast with Dr. Cornell Lewis, uh, here with Marcus Davis, here with Emmanuel Davis, and here with our great engineer, uh, Mark. All right, talk with you in a minute. Peace.